Hey, what's up, you hooligans? We're back with episode three of Southern Sports Talk. Going to recap a wild weekend of football, college and NFL. A&M goes down. Notre Dame goes down. Texas puts up a fight. Let's get into it. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, man. Like, like you said, it was crazy. I, could we nickname Saturday Upset Saturday? Absolutely. I mean, there, was, there was so many teams that lost. You mentioned A&M, um, Notre Dame. You didn't mention Baylor, the latest game of the night, going to BYU. Field goal kickers, man. Like, what is going on this year? Yeah, I mean, it's simple. You saw it week one at LSU. You've seen it. It takes its time getting to the ball. We saw it in the NFL on Sunday. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I it, as a as a fan, it seems like the easiest part is kicking it, but you know there's so much pressure on those kids, and even in the NFL, you make millions doing it, but there's still that pressure. Um, to talk a little bit of the Baylor BYU game, they go to I don't I think Baylor missed in regular. Had to they were going to win the game, but it sent it to OT, and then they both missed P, uh, field goals in OT. I think it was. I'm not too sure how that yeah. game really ended. Yeah, they both they both missed BYU with a big win at home. I think uh, the biggest thing we want to talk about, the uh, get it off our chest, because, man, were we wrong, uh, Texas-Alabama. Yeah, let's not beat around the bush on that one. Uh, Texas-Alabama, uh, I thought it was going to be a blowout. You thought it was going to be a blowout. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be a blowout. To be fair, and I we got quite the opposite. Yeah, to be fair, I kind of was like, I don't know. We should blow them out, but I don't know. Uh, but we got a really good game. Um I think it's a good good taste of Texas coming to the SEC. They'll be able to compete. They got uh, Sark, an offensive mind. You've seen it uh, Saturday. Uh, it's it's hard to stop him. Yeah, we saw that. I mean, Texas put something together. I, I was very impressed. We started the week, horns down. I ended the week, horns up. <laughs> uh, I don't like Texas. I don't like Bama. But. That's a good way to put it. You know, Texas fan, I, you have to be devastated about the loss. Like, it, you, you basically dominate the game for three and a half quarters, and, and you don't pull out a win. But you have to be on the upside of we, – we competed with what people said was the best team um, in the country. Uh, if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, uh, I think we're looking at a different outcome. I absolutely agree. I do. He was slinging the rock like it was nothing. He was not scared to throw it. Line on this game was twenty-one and a half, Alabama. And I think I think it got down yeah, to twenty I mean, before kickoff. Though, still twenty-point favorite, yeah. and you only win by one. Um, speaking on yours, he's expected to be out four to six weeks uh, with a sprain. It's some kind of injury where the sternum meets the clavicle. I'm not too sure, but I'm sure it has a huge effect on the quarterback. Um, I think the earliest he could potentially return was October 8th versus Oklahoma. And if you're a Texas fan, I mean, you you were, hey, competed with Alabama. We were doing good. Then your starting quarterback goes down. Your backup didn't do bad. You look good. But can you continue the momentum and win some – pretty big games and maybe hopefully yours gets back in for the Oklahoma game. Um, Cause that's going to be a tough showdown. If, I don't know, a few weeks, four weeks, I don't know how far away it is, but always a fun robbery game there. Yeah. He's a 
these are games typically Alabama loses, but they had a field goal kicker. Texas didn't. Got that. Yeah, block. Texas missed. Texas missed. Uh, well, they didn't miss. Yeah, they. Everybody thought he missed it. Will Anderson came through chip and shot. got a block right there. Block chip shot. Yeah, Will Anderson came through, got his hand on it, deflected it. Uh, all around, just just a really fun game. Going back to his injury, though, let's let's talk about that hit a little bit. I mean. A lot of people, specifically, I say a lot of people, specifically Texas fans, think it was dirty. Uh, you and me grew up playing football, so it's like that. That was a football play. Uh, I don't know what you As want the defender to do. a football play. I don't know what you want the defender to do. You called it driving him in sucks. the ground, but like did you really? Yeah, I hate to see a quarterback go down. I hate to see anybody get injured, but did, did Dallas Turner really, was he really maliciously trying to drive him into the ground? No. Does the penalty need to be thrown? Yeah, does the penalty need to be thrown? Yes, it's a rule. They put it into effect. I don't disagree with the call. I disagree with everyone saying it's dirty. Yeah, definitely trying to protect quarterbacks now. It's, it's Another perfect. Thing with this game, we had you, – you just – you can't give Bryce Young the ball with time. No, you can't. You clutch. left him a minute just, and a half on the clock. Just clutch, man. Like, ice in his veins, nothing phases him. You, you go back, you talk about a minute and a half, same thing with Auburn last year. Like, you give him too much time, and he can make you pay. And he did it again at Texas. Not to mention what I just said, at Texas. He's not doing this at home. He did it at Auburn, and then he did it at Texas. Two very hard places to play. That's impressive. That was a wild atmosphere. It had 100, over 105,000 people there. And they've probably been drunk since the night before. <laughs> probably. They were ready, man. I'll tell yeah. you, I was watching game day. That They were ready. They were ready to welcome in Alabama, and their team put up a great fight, and we got a hell of a matchup Saturday. It was really fun to watch. Yeah, Even yeah, being yeah. an Alabama fan, it was Bryce just – Bryce Young? Yeah, but Bryce Young had a quiet game. But, like, give him that time at the end, he – he had a very he quiet game, and people, it, they're knocking him for it when, in my opinion, great players show up when they need to and when they have to, and that's what he did. You can knock him all you want yeah, for his, his low stat, everything you want to, but to me, the way he drove down those two drives to score the touchdown and then to get the ball back and go set up the game win a field goal, those are Heisman-type plays right there. That's why he won the Heisman last year. I'm not saying he should win it again this year. I'm just saying that's why he won it last year. Yeah, if he, if definitely if he does end up winning it, you're going to look back on this game, look at that drive. Both and of them. I will say this, though. Whatever Gary Patterson was draw, drawing up in the secondary was working. Well, the, Bama's offensive line, too, though. Down like that. Yeah, but Bama's offensive line. Bryce did oh, not Texas have time was, to throw. I mean, if you, if you can go four down, if you go four down linemen against Bama, and put pressure on, then you're going to have a good shot. That's Very with any true. team. That goes for anybody. You put four down linemen down, and you can get pressure and still have coverage, then you got a shot to be anybody on any any week. So, yeah, so do we think that Texas is good or Alabama a little overrated, or is it kind of a mix of the two? I'm leaning to a mix of the two. I, don't, I think Texas is a pretty solid team. Uh, and I think Alabama's just a little overrated. They don't have – you just mentioned it. They don't have the receivers um, that you've seen over the past three or four years. They don't have that guy 
the possession guy that you can just throw to guarantee like Mechie was last year. You don't have the speedster like Jamison Williams. So you lost a lot of key components and you didn't rebuild or reload or however they want to put it. You didn't bring up guy. You have the names. You have five stars. They're just not competing very well. Yeah. I mean, I, Nick Saban said well, uh, last year was a rebuilding year, so I'm trying to figure out what he <laughs> rebuilt. So, I mean, what what is your take? It wasn't the receivers and it wasn't the O-line. What, what is your I take say on it's it? a little bit of both. I think it's okay. too early to say Alabama's overrated. Thank but you. But we've seen this with Texas before. Looking back, when we played, they played LSU. They looked Real good. Close, 2019. Yep. Yep. And That's true. That year went on. Texas... Texas had a bad year, seven and five. I'm pretty sure. Is that Texas just showing up? They probably you gotta look at it. Texas has been preparing for this game all summer. Oh, yeah. Up. Me, me, and some other people were talking about it. Uh, it it looked the way Texas came out. It looked like they've been preparing for this game since the end of last year. They looked super prepared knew what they were going for. It helps when you have your head coach was offensive coordinator a few years back. It helps. I, I People try to downplay it, but it, it really plays a role. And you could tell that Sark yep. – I, I just pardon my language, but Sark made Pete Golding his little bitch Saturday. Let's be honest. Yeah, um, I see a lot of people aren't happy with Pete Golden. It, he's a pretty high at Alabama. His defensive standards are very high, and he's been there a few years now. But he always seems to pick it up towards the end of the year. So, just – he just, this That's year – I mean, I'm – Yeah, go ahead. I'm pretty confident Alabama's going to turn it around, and they're going to look better than this. My challenge here is what's Texas going to do? That That's what I was thinking too, right? I think Alabama's fine. Uh, you, you, you got Monroe this week. You're a 49-point favorite. No big deal, right? Like, you're going to bounce back, get everything rolling, get ready for conference play. Uh, Texas, it, it, it's keeping the momentum going. You look really good. Can you not fall off? Can You welcome in a really good UTSA team this weekend. Like, can you keep the momentum? That's what they call the trap game. Oh, yeah. And I, a point to bring up, this too, Alabama and Mon- ULM, uh, Saban's first year, they did beat him. So, it's a tra- I could say I argue trap game for Alabama as well. You're a 49-point favorite, and you just came off a very, very close win. So um, Texas is more of a trap game than Alabama yeah, for sure. Yeah, we Sunbelt teams this weekend. Yeah, I mean, that <laughs> it's crazy to think about, man. It, speaking on the Sunbelt, I mean, the Sunbelt, I think it's the East. Is that that's James Madison, Georgia Southern, Marshall? That's all those guys, right? Yeah, I would say uh, Monroe did play Texas week one, and they got they got bounced fifty two to ten. So okay, well, so Alabama needs to do the same thing, and I'm I'm pretty sure you're gonna Nick Saban's not happy. He's gonna chew him out all week. So, uh. You probably see. A I good expect win. Alabama to just pour it on this weekend. Yeah, I, I, I'd say I don't know. Pour it on. Nick Saban's not that kind of guy. Um, but you'll see something similar to the Texas score that you just mentioned, fifty-two to ten, somewhere around in there. Um, and then, like we said, Texas has UTSA. Um, they are a 
11 point favorite, I think, at home. Um, they're also going to be the first school to play as a ranked team after losing as an unranked since 1997. So that's an interesting fact. Yeah. Um, that's pretty we'll cool. We'll get in more to the AP poll shakeup later. Oh, that's going to be fun, man. That's going to be really fun. The AP poll is always just a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Bama, Texas, most watched game on Fox. Yeah, I think it was streamed. I think, yeah, I think it was streamed um, because watched. I, I don't know how do they categorize things now, but I think it was it was supposed to be streamed, most ever streamed college football or NFL regular season game ever on Fox. So yeah, so it draw it drew ten point five million viewers, peaking at over fifteen million. It's and it just watch regular season game. And most it streamed. It was the most streamed. It. it lived up to it. Let I mean. <clears throat> and then I think Nick Saban. I go to Fox. I will say too. that uh, that that eleven a.m. kickoff slot is usually boring. I get I give credit to Fox. It's a great game to start the day off. I, I applaud that. Yeah, I thought. I will say this. I don't. I don't want to make excuses for Alabama. But going into Texas and playing in that heat, that couldn't have been easy. But you have to look at it the same way as right, teams Texas coming to different. Well, yeah, and then you got to look at it the same way teams coming to Bryant Denny to play. That it's the same thing. So um, the Texas heat, I guarantee it played a role. I guarantee Alabama players were more gassed. But hey, it's part of the game. Go out there and win the game. Yeah, Texas showed a lot of depth, and that's. That'll get you, like what Nick Saban said, top half of the SEC. If you yeah. have depth like that and you can play like that, you will be top half of the SEC. I do not disagree with that. And That's what we started the conversation off with. What a great look at what Texas coming to the SEC could possibly look like, right? Nick Saban said it himself. Yeah. They played and looked like – I, in my opinion, the way they played Saturday, they would definitely be top – top three or four in the SEC right now as a whole. I mean, that they, they looked really yeah, like good. Like told the reporters after the game, it's like playing – he preached to them. It's like playing an SEC game on the road. Yeah, So exactly. they knew it was going to be tough. I mean, you can only say so much to your players, but yeah. Uh, it, when you have access to as much social media as a 19, 18, 19, 20-year-old has – I, you know, he saw these guys saw all week that everyone's not giving Texas a chance, and Nick Saban talks about it, rap poison, and I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say that's why they struggle. I, Texas could just be a dang good football team, and everybody's trying to blow it off like Alabama just slipped up or whatever. I think I personally think Texas is just better than what everybody thought they were. Absolutely, setting up for a fun year to watch. I'm really. Going to keep a close eye on Texas. Especially with, with that Ewers other going down, though. Starts with a T. Tennessee, Pitt. What it's a fantastic a game. It's a fun one. It's interesting to note. Time game. Tennessee, big win on the road. Yeah, Huge. it's it's interesting to note. They did their home and home. Pitt beat Tennessee at home. And then Tennessee turns around, goes to Pitt, and beats them at home. I don't feel like you see that very often. So, just pretty interesting and little home-and-home home there. Tennessee is a completely different team. Hey, Tennessee's looking scary, bro. Hendon Hooker at quarterback. 
Uh, Josh Heupel's got those boys rolling up there in Tennessee, man. Georgia's still better, but hey, Tennessee's rolling. Tennessee's rolling. Yeah, that I mean, with Alabama, you got Tennessee. SEC as a whole, I think we talked about the West is looking fun. I think as a whole, the SEC as a whole, Florida, Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, Bama, Arkansas, LSU got a big win on Saturday. So there, there's a lot this season, man. Uh, just so much to break down. I don't even know what game we're going to talk about next. Well, uh, since we're on this I topic think... right now, can we – the talent gap <laughs> – in all of football is just kind of closing, right? Like you had teams That's like Ohio State transfer portal and NIL. Yes, yes, because you had Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson. They were head and shoulders above everybody, and now all of a sudden, all these teams are catching up, and you see it with these upsets, right? BYU beating Baylor, uh, Marshall beating Notre Dame, uh, Appalachian State going in and beating Texas A&M. Like it, this talent gap is closing. These players are getting like you said, the NIL, it's just making football really fun to watch now. So, like you said, I don't know where we're going to go next. Guys, they, don't, they don't get their playing time. They don't get their playing time. They go somewhere else and show why they should have. And I, that's that's part of the transfer portal, too. You saw it with Coastal Carolina a couple years back. I, for one, I mean, am a full supporter in this. Yeah, I am full support for this transfer portal. There should have never been a rule where they have to sit a year out that was crap. That should have never been a thing. And I'm glad that it is the way that it is now. You see, you see it with Jaden Daniels. Exactly. Nobody said he could play in the SEC. Yeah, we we opened we open SEC play this week. But good Lord did LSU put a whooping on Saturday. And that was so fun to watch for me. Needed it. We needed, needed that. It. Yeah. Uh, school record, 37 points in the first quarter. Should have been 42. Could have had a – we blocked the punt, could have scooped and scored, but we kicked the ball out of bounds, became a safety. But it was, it was great to watch. Honest, and I think – I, I don't know if you game. watched it. You probably didn't. No, I did not. I didn't but, tune in at all. Didn't care. <laughs> uh, anybody that watched it knows – anybody watching it that knows, they, they know why Jaden Daniels is a starter. <laughs> I'll just say that. Nuss did not look good. Well, since yeah, big one this weekend, much, though. There's not much else to say about that game. There's not. Yeah, it's, so Alabama, it's a small like school. we said, next week, Monroe, UTSA, LSU, open up SEC play. Mississippi State. Mississippi State gets a late night win. At Arizona, right? Or was yeah, that last um, week? Ah, man. It was, it was one of them weeks. Yeah, I can't remember. I it's going to be a good game. Yeah. It's going to be a really good game. It's a huge matchup. Um, Mississippi State rolling into LSU. You, LSU, like we just discussed, bounce back in a big way. And Mississippi State and Mike Leach, they're rolling early in the season. And you, I feel like this they, is common. They must be doing something because they, they're favored. They're favored on the road in Baton Rouge. I don't know well, any other team besides Alabama that's been favored in Baton Rouge. It's worth noting, though, that Mississippi State does this like every year. They get going early, they start the season two, three, and zero, and then they, they hit ACC hope. play, and then they just kind of sputter out. So it, it's a big game for both. It's big, huge. It'd be huge for Kelly to get his first SEC win. Uh, it, it'd also be huge for Mike Leach to go into Baton Rouge and get a win as well. So it's going to be an entertaining game. 
Um, I'm leaning towards LSU at home. I think, like you said, Jaden Daniels is the guy. He looks really good. Uh, it's going to be fun to just see the air raid, Mike Leach air raid, see what LSU does, see how Kelly responds to it. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, like we look really good last week. I know we were playing Southern. This is also a team that put up 86 in week one, and we held them to 17 with the backups. And I, I, LSU looks like they got their feet under them. They're not going to let Florida State define their season because should have won that game. Should have, could have, would have. Hindsight's always 20 That's brother. why there's a whole season. That's why you play the exactly. game. Exactly. That's why you play the game. Alabama, Texas is a pure example of that. Man, God, there's just so much to talk about. Jump to A&M right here. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it. I feel feel like that's the elephant in the room here. Uh, Appalachian State rolls into Kyle Field, picks up a huge win on the road. Yeah, now we said this last week. We said we're expecting something from A&M. We were expecting some offense, something. 14 points, block field goal towards the Yeah, no, 31 to nothing against Sam Houston State, and it showed Saturday against Appalachian State. It yeah. should. Um, I don't know who keeps ranking A and M in the preseason, but they got to stop because year in year out. Yeah, A and M beat Alabama last year. Okay, but what they do after it? But exactly, who did they lose to in the last game of the season? It's LSU. Exactly. exactly. No, LSU no business. Was, LSU Losing was mediocre LSU at best team. last year. <laughs> LSU's worst year since the nineties last year, and A and M can't even beat them. Uh, but they beat Alabama, bro. Really, <laughs> Appalachian State dominated yeah, that. I thought that stat was insane. One and a half minutes. Yeah, I thought that stat was insane. That is incredible. Yeah, I'm looking at some little stats here. Um, That's three full State quarters. Shut them down. Shut their offense down. Yeah, so A&M had nine first downs, two for eight on third downs, 180 total yards. That won't Jeez. win you any game. No. No. That will not win you a game in the SEC. And and you gotta you gotta look at it like maybe they were looking ahead to Miami. I I don't really know. I feel like Appalachian State is not one of those teams you can look past. Especially we talked about it last week. They put up sixty one against North Carolina, but they gave up sixty three and we said A and M needs to have some offense and nothing. Absolutely nothing. Lo and behold, nothing. Miami, uh, I tell you, they were not looking ahead because they handled business. They handled business. They did what they should have done. And now they come into Kyle Field. Chris looking, getting some. Cristobal's got those boys rolling down there in Miami. Hey, the ACC's wide open, buddy. I mean, Clemson's your top dog, but ACC, in my opinion, is wide open. And you look at it, uh, Miami at Texas A&M. I think Mario Cristobal, first year, he's looking for a statement win. Go into the SEC, go into Kyle Field, get a win. Um, A&M's, I mean, they're kind of on the ropes here. You're looking to bounce back. And that's a tough loss against, I'd say, probably a damn good App State team. Uh, A&M is a six-point favorite. So, let's just, who are you leaning towards here? Uh, judging by what I've seen, Miami. Yeah. <laughs> Blow out. <laughs> I don't know about a blowout. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. I'm saying what I've seen, it should be a blowout. But a and is going to be looking for something. And good Lord, we said this last week. We need to see some offense. A&M, we need to see a football team on the field. 
they don't have a pulse they, on they lose this game they're their not looking good. done same thing they're, with lsu if they lose mississippi state they're not looking good a&m loses this game it's bad yeah i feel like a&m is gonna be a rough ride if they lose to miami Hey, we you've heard us eat our words twice. We're both going with Miami and we'll come back next week if A and M wins and we'll eat them once again. But A and M does not look like good. So I'll tell you right now, there. looking at A and M's next game, it's not getting easier after Miami. You gotta play no. Arkansas. That's tough. At Mississippi Arkansas State. Looks at so Alabama. Good. It, it does not get any easier from here. So, at South Carolina, Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, UMass, and LSU. It does not get easier. Oof, that's a that's rough. Holy that's rough. Since, I mean, and yeah, since Jimbo, we're on the topic of Jimbo's, uh, yeah, he's <laughs> Jimbo's hot getting warm. Yeah, all these play, are they one of the? Did they pay their players like the most in the NAL in the offseason? That I think there was a lot circulating around it. He had like the number one recruiting class. There's a lot circuit that he paid. They did stuff wrong, and then you come in here and lose to Appalachian State. It's a little embarrassing, you think? Yeah, that's. And I mean, Texas A and M needs offense. Yeah. Uh, you know who else needs some damn offense? Iowa. There's no O. It's just Iowa. They get beat. Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. There's no O. They get beat by Iowa State. Um, Iowa had a. I think we discussed a six six streak against them. I know. I took Iowa. I don't. No, I think both. I picked Iowa State. I I think I went with Iowa State. You I did. said Iowa State gets it done. And. I only that did that. Toss up game. Well, it's a toss up because Iowa doesn't have offense. They scored seven. How did they at least score a touchdown offensively, or was it? They did. They scored their first touchdown. Awesome. They've got one touchdown on the year, but seven points, no offense against South Dakota State had me leaning towards Iowa State, and you know, Iowa's defense must be pretty damn good. If you only gave up three. You've only given up oh, 13 yeah, the, points on yeah, the year. Yeah, they've always had a good defense. Yeah. They've always had a good defense. But that that's tough. Uh, since we're talking about the teams, Iowa State's got Ohio this week. Should be a, another win yeah, for Iowa, Iowa State. Yeah, then Iowa's going to be looking to bounce back against Nevada. Nevada. And then, I don't know, man. I don't know about the Iowa. I don't know about Iowa. Iowa's just, yeah. just powerhouse smashing Nevada, football. It's Nevada so may cool. go in there and beat them. Are they at Nevada or at Iowa? Yeah. Hey, Iowa. Oh, it's at Iowa. Hey, go, going back, uh, go back to Ian Emerald real quick. Arkansas State, Lafayette, Appalachia State. All those programs have beaten A&M. Yeah, and then, okay, since you're on that topic, uh, we have it down because we just thought it was a funny little snippet here about A&M. Arkansas State has only beaten three power fives. Louisiana Lafayette has only beaten four. And Appalachia State's only beaten five. But they've all three beaten A&M. That's... It's not a good look uh, yeah, for A&M as a school. <laughs> or a program. Yeah, it's... I mean, good lord. Like you said, Jimbo We're going to talk about the other, the other elephant stomping around. <laughs> Notre Dame. Oh, man. Notre Hello. Dame. How Everybody do you look... Home? How do you look so good against Ohio State? I was actually feeling good about they Marcus were Freeman. They were laughing at Brian Kelly. They're laughing at Brian Shh. Kelly. Look at him now. Ah, uh, that's Marcus it's Freeman's zero two. He's o he's zero and three. He's the first co coach to start zero and three. He lost the bowl game. Uh, it was uh. Now, the, I'm not saying uh, this is a completely embarrassing loss. 
it's not really that embarrassing because I tell you, Sunbelt East is strong. It is strong. You talking about the Sunbelt East? Yes. Ooh, yeah, some that, good teams I think, in there. Sunbelt in arguably, general. Arguably, probably the best division within a conference in the country. You're looking at James Madison there in their first season of, as an FBS school. They're 2-0. and Georgia Southern, number two offense in the country, uh, 2-0. Marshall, just beat Notre Dame, 2-0. Coastal Carolina, uh, just like a couple years back, they were a top 15 team in the country. They're 2-0. Yeah, I mean, that's not even a surprise. Coastal Carolina is not a surprise. Yeah, that's App a, State. that brings up Georgia Southern beating Nebraska. Yep, and another one-score game. You talked just... about it. How many one-score games can Nebraska lose? Well, apparently that was it. Yeah, we they've had. Well, we years. talked about it. We we talked about were we going to discuss is Scott Frost on his way out? And I think literally two hours later he was fired. There's nothing to discuss, no. <laughs> two hours later, he yeah. Was fired. So with that, if you're playing one score games and you keep losing, that's not your players at that point. That's your no, players that's giving coaching. it all they got. That's your coach. It's coaching. And I think it's good to note here that I, I mean, no no knock on Scott got Frost this weekend. So. Yeah, no knock on Scott Frost, but he was so bad that Nebraska actually paid him $7.5 million extra to fire him now instead of October 1st. Instead of waiting another month, they went ahead and got rid of him. So They didn't even want to wait. They didn't want to wait three weeks. They wanted to do the two fans weeks. a favor. The fans are – I mean, that's two – You're what are they, 0-2? Or have they played three? Yep. Oh, yeah, because they played one over two, two. They played over in Ireland, right? Yeah, so – yeah. It's tough, man. We talking about it. They actually won a game, but good Lord, they lost twice. And I think the Georgia Southern loss just hits because that's a game that you you look at and you, you okay, we can win that one, right? And then, like you said, they got Oklahoma this week rolling into town. You're going to have – I don't know. Have they hired anybody? Is it going to be an interim coach? Yeah, it's their uh... – it's a, um, I don't know if it was the assistant, but he's the first black head coach in football, Nebraska football history. Oh, interesting. I'm glad to see Mickey that Joseph. happening more, too. Yeah, I'm glad to see that happening yeah, more. Yeah, Mickey Joseph. Uh, he, was a, he was a receivers coach and assistant head coach at LSU. So I know him pretty well. All right. He, okay. he was part of the, uh, the Joe Burrow years. Oh, uh, so I would have no idea. So <laughs> hey, he hey, could right. end up being the guy. Maybe got recruited, number six developing talent. Yeah, got number six Oklahoma rolling in this week to Lincoln, and they're eleven point favorites. So uh, we'll see what they're. Hey, I say this: you lose a one point game to number six Oklahoma, that's not bad. That's fine. It's a new coach, interim coach. Exactly. Got some leeway. Hell, maybe you upset them. Who knows with the way this year has been going. I mean, we're two weeks in, and right. we've seen crazy. So, who knows? They could upset them. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to Notre Dame right here. It's not getting easier for them either. Got Cal no. this week at North Carolina, BYU. Yeah, so Cal this week, they got I think. Two weeks off after North Carolina. They got, they're using both their bye weeks back-to-back. They're so, gonna need it. They're they don't get it together it. this week, which they sh- they should get it together against Cal. 
I would I would agree with you because I think Marshall's a better team than Cal. I think Marshall would beat Cal pretty easily. Uh, Notre Dame's an 11-point favorite. I think I mentioned it earlier. Marcus Freeman is the first coach at Notre Dame to start 0-3. Um, he lost his bowl game last year. Oklahoma State, Fiesta Bowl, 37-35. Um, can he get his first win? I think we both just said, yeah, he should bounce back and he should get his first win at Notre Dame this week against Cal. And I think that Notre Dame fan base, too, needs to stay behind him. I think Marcus Freeman can get it done there. Um, Brian Kelly leaving hurt. Chance. Yeah, it hurt recruiting. Players left to go with him. It hurt more that's, than people thought it was. That's kind of how that works. A head coach leaves, and a lot of recruits will attempt to follow. That's just the name of the game, man. And then there's a fun game this weekend. Just, there's just so much. This yeah, there, so there, fun. There's a fun game this weekend that uh, shouldn't fly under anybody's radar. Uh, BYU beats Baylor at home, and now they go they go to Eugene. They got Oregon. They're going to Oregon, man. Uh, Pac-12 is wide open. Dub. Yeah, Pac-12 is wide open with a Utah loss at Florida. Oregon's kind of rolling. Can BYU kind of keep their momentum hey, USC's rolling? looking for real. Hey, you're kind of sleeping. Kind of sleeping on USC with Lincoln Riley. I, they look really good, but I almost Utah, forgot he was the coach over Utah there. Utah looks good. Oregon's looking good. I think the Pac-12 is wide open. We got to see these guys start playing each other, right? Yeah, Utah. Utah with a statement. Statement. They they Saturday. said they said our offense didn't show up against Florida. Watch this. I know it was. <laughs> oh, it was a nobody. It was a nobody. Second second quarter. Same thing, but for LSU, you gotta you've got to go out there and play that game, and you've got to show out, and you've got to get your fan base to see what you're all about after a loss. It's just what you have to do, right? So they went out. I think what they do put up seventy. Was it seventy three? Yep, you got to respond. They responded. Yeah, they responded. Uh, who who does Utah have this week? I didn't really look into that at all. San Diego, San Diego State, State nah. so should just should just keep on rolling. rolling. Probably, probably keep rolling they until they match up with USC. Yeah, they should when they match up with USC in October, second week of October. That'll be fun. But so BYU, Oregon. You think That's BYU is going to win at Oregon? Is that what you said? Yeah, judge about what I've seen from Oregon. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I th- Oregon's a, a three and a half movie. favorite. Uh, I think I'm leaning towards Oregon here. I think BYU traveling to Oregon is going to be tough to get a win there. Uh, we'll see the – it's been crazy year. Two weeks in, and it's been crazy. I think we're going to just keep repeating that. SEC East, you mentioned earlier, Kentucky. What a big win. So happy for Stoops and the program. and He passes uh, and Bear Bryant for most wins in – Kentucky football, right? In Kentucky history. Yeah. I will say it. I was wrong about this game. I'm glad I was wrong about this game. I remember Florida, very... Florida had the game. They were yeah, up, they were up I, I, 16 to 7. Hey, and then what did, what did Kentucky come out and do in the second half? Use my words, brother. What did I say? They shut them down. Came out, the shut them down, half. punched them in the mouth second half. Impressive, honestly. You go down, you go into halftime. What was the halftime score? Like they were down by a couple, like two scores, uh, right? 
Yeah, so Kentucky scored with like a minute and a half left and got it to 16-13. Okay, so they scored. Okay, so they had momentum then. But you got to come out and keep the momentum rolling. And man, did Kentucky do that. That was impressive. Yep, so Florida, Florida's going to be looking to bounce back, get South Florida. That's not an easy one. It's and they not, got Tennessee it's the next tra- week. It's That's a trap game. That South Florida game's a trap game. Yep, especially with Tennessee next week. Yep. Florida's a Florida's a 24-point favorite at home. They sh- they'll pull that one out. Kentucky would be rolling. Kentucky would be rolling to the play on this. Youngstown State, North Illinois. Honestly, I think Kentucky's rolling until they play Tennessee, man. Kentucky looks good. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss, what are they what have they done? Ole Miss, done I, Ole Miss really hasn't played anybody yet. They actually they haven't as a matter of fact. They get Georgia Tech this week. I guess will be a good judging point for them, but they should roll into Kentucky at 4-0 as well. Um they yeah, got Georgia Tech yeah, this week, yeah. Tulsa next week and then got Kentucky, so should be rolling in undefeated. Probably be – I don't know what other games are going to be that weekend, so I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Probably game day worthy. Ole Miss will probably be top 15. Kentucky's already top 10. Um, so, just like you said, happy for Stoops. Go into games. We'll get a win like that at Florida in the swamp. Um, just big. Um, considering Kentucky lost to Florida for like Arkansas 30 straight years. Squeezing so, hey. Yeah, and then Arkansas squeezing it out against South Carolina. Pig suey. Looking good, man. Looking good. Like we said, the SEC, man, like that talent gap that Alabama and Georgia had just looks like it's closing so quick. Arkansas, big yes. win over South Carolina at home. Um, South Carolina showing a little bit of fight, putting up points. Offense is there, it looks like. It just they, – they don't have a defense to stop. Their offense just can't keep up, I guess, is really the problem. Their defense can't get the stops, and their offense can't keep yeah. up. Arkansas has got Missouri State this week. Uh, should be blowout win for Arkansas leading into playing A&M, who is slipping, to say the least. <laughs> Big question mark right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, since we're kind of going three weeks ahead. As in uh, what's going on? Arkansas got – like we said, Missouri State and their A and M, and then they got Alabama. So, good little stretch right there for Arkansas. We'll see what they're made of in a few weeks when they play Alabama. Yeah, jumping back to what you said about the Pac-12, Washington State beating Wisconsin on the road. It's impressive. That is I, a massive, massive win. Yeah, and two, I'd I'd like to say I think a lot of people can see it happening. Uh, the Big 12, I mean, not Big 12, Big 10, they get a lot of love in the rankings. They get a lot of love. Um, I think it's very unwarranted. I don't think Wisconsin had any business being in the top 25. Uh, there's a team out there much more deserving, and they're in Florida. They're called Florida State. Uh, they should be in the top 25, but uh, we're not to the AP poll yet. <laughs> That's going to be fun to talk about too, though. But, yeah, it's still a big win for Washington State to go into – uh, go into Wisconsin, get a win on the road. Um, and then I think Pac-12 might be the most interesting conference after week two, right? Or maybe, I mean, I guess SEC uh, has yeah. an argument. Yeah, not Georgia. Georgia is miles ahead of everybody <sighs> right now. It's, it's interesting to say that. 
when you look at the only conference I think that has a team that is just far and above the rest of the conference is the Big Ten, and it's Ohio State. The ACC looks wide open. The SEC, yes, Georgia looks good, but they're very beatable. They're a beatable team. Um, there's a lot of good teams in the SEC that could probably hang with Georgia and give them a fight. We haven't – we saw Oregon play – I mean, Georgia play a very overrated Oregon team. So, we haven't seen much from Georgia. I know we picked this game last week. Houston and Texas Tech. Double overtime. That was Tech a fun pulls game. pulls it out too. at home. Texas Tech pulls it out. Good Lord, was I wrong again. <laughs> Texas Tech pulls it out, and – Houston, man, you have a close overtime, two overtime weeks in a row, right? Struggle with UTSA, and then you go to Lubbock and yeah, struggle again. Texas Tech, I think they look good. Uh, get getting a overtime wins always tough, so that's always can't really knock a team for it. Texas Tech, complete opposite of overtime games. North Carolina. <laughs> 35-28 against Georgia State. North Carolina is squeaking by. I don't know how much more this could be. Notre Dame. Hey, guess where? Game. Guess what? Georgia State. North guess Carolina, what conference they play in? Guess where they're at? Sun Belt East. Like we Sun said, Belt. Sun it's crazy, Belt. man. Um, Texas Tech, though, they are at NC State this week. Uh, that's a big game for both teams, right? Both undefeated. And Big Twelve and ACC are wide open right now. It's anybody's conference. You want to talk about Kansas? That's just said the Big 12 is wide open. Kansas. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 2-0 Kansas. Yeah, 2-0 Kansas going to Beat Houston. West Virginia on the road. Impressive. And now you go to a Houston team that's struggling. You need to go in here to Houston and get a win. Go 3-0. Big 12 is wide open, baby. It's anybody's conference. You can sit here and say Oklahoma's the sixth-ranked team in the country all you want, but Oklahoma always finds a way to choke this crap away. Kansas, Texas Tech, y'all keep winning these games. Keep going. Ah, man. I've said it already. You said it. This is going to be such a fun year for college football. Like, this this is what college football is about. Like, it's this. This is this is what the NFL doesn't give you, because there's so many different teams and everybody has opportunity. It's just Kansas being two and zero, West Virginia zero two. I mean, impressive. Kansas is usually the 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 team that getting beat up on, right? They're two and zero. Yeah, and they're bag. not anymore. They're going to a Houston squad that is looking for a win. Uh, UTSA gave them a fight. They pulled that one out, and now. They lose in double overtime to Texas Tech on the road. Now they get a home game. Kansas rolling in undefeated. It'd be, it sounds weird to say it, but it'd be a big win for Houston. That's first in the uh, Big Twelve, Kansas to you. So yeah. Wow. Liberty UAB, real quick. Ah, uh, it's a tough um, loss for UAB. Tough loss. Not really shocking, to be honest. No, you. We both. Liberty is a great. You team. picked UAB. I said Liberty's going to get it done, and then I changed it and said I can't pick against UAB, and I should have just stuck with my gut. Liberty's a good team. 
Um, since we just kind of touch on UAB, Georgia Southern coming into Birmingham this week, um, number two ranked offense. UAB is a 12-point favorite. We'll see how the Sun Belt does, right? UAB's I'm kind of scared for UAB. I think UAB can get it done. UAB's ranked pretty high defensively the past few seasons. Uh, they're at home. Birmingham always shows up for this team. What since we're what conference yeah. is UAB going to? I already forgot. Pretty sure it's the honest. American. Oh yeah, I think it is the American. So you, you're welcoming yeah. in a Sun Belt team. Um, you're jumping conferences next year. Final season is Conference USA. We're going to keep bringing that up. Uh, I think UAB gets it done at home. Uh, it'll and it'll be a big win for UAB stopping the number two ranked offense in the country in Georgia Southern, who just always has a good offense. Uh, they run the triple option, don't they? Or they used to? I don't think they do anymore. But yeah, they, they used to. to. I remember a few years back they came into Alabama and they they put up about Ran 20, Yeah, they put up like two, three, four hundred yards rushing, put up 20, 28 points, I think it was. A few years ago, but still, Georgia Southern's always tough offense to play. Um, like I said, UAB is a 12-point favorite at home, so I'm not going to pick against UAB this year. So, Is it time to hit the panic button, Auburn? I don't think so. Are we going to find out Saturday? I I think Saturday is what you look at. Uh, Harson, man, he's got to figure it out. 42-16 win against Mercer, and then you struggle against San Jose State this past weekend, 24-16. And now you're welcoming in. You could you could lean it towards looking ahead. Maybe. Maybe they're just preparing for Penn State. I, It's hard. It's hard to say that because you would think that a coach can get a grip on his players and prevent that. But at the same time, it's it's kind of hard to not look past Mercer and San Jose State yeah, when you know you've got a ranked he's team. he's gripping is his interns. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we're past that, man. We're past it. It's over. Yeah. Uh, so Penn State, Penn State coming to Jordan Hare. <laughs> well, it's, you're talking Penn about State. gripping some interns in Penn State, bro. <laughs> oh wait, I said Hale State. That's the wrong state. That's Mississippi State. Now you Good look Lord. stupid. Is there any other games we want to recap? I <laughs> Start mean, the we, podcast we over here. He messed through. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't. This is live. There's no edits in case you guys haven't. You can't tell by now. Uh, There's no edits in this. I mean, just to awful. just to talk about the Penn State Auburn game, they're both two and zero, looking for a big win. Uh, does Brian, Do we think Brian Harson needs it more than James Franklin or? Oh, Brian Harson needs this after the showing they put on last week. They need this. their yeah, fans need this. They, I, they, they Penn need State this. is a three point favorite. So I at guess Jordan Hare talking about yeah, that that's a tough place to play. I'll tell you that. Yeah, been there, so, heard that. Slap. Who who we, are we? You leaning towards Auburn here? I think I'm going to lean towards Auburn here. Oh no, we are, we are Penn yeah. State. Okay, okay. Yeah, so j- jumping into that, after we talked about last week for 45 minutes, well, let's talk about next week. And we kicked it off with the area Penn State and Auburn. Um, this is the game that Florida State needs to win. Florida State beat us, so I guess I'm going to root for them. So that win doesn't look that bad, or that loss doesn't look bad for us. Florida State, Louisville, Friday night. Um, 
Well, well, to be I don't have much to say about this. I don't. I'm not yeah, impressed by Louisville. Florida State, not, show me, please. Yeah, Florida State needs Begging to win. Um, I know you just said that we're jumping into next week, but to be fair, we we pretty much hit on all the games for next week as well. There's just a few we want to touch on. Um, Florida State, Louisville being one of them. Yep, Georgia opening up SEC play against South Carolina. They're going to blow them out. On the road, 11 a.m. Hey. Well, to be fair, South Carolina beat them a couple years back. Yeah, the way the season's going, man, I'm going to keep saying it. I'm looking looking through other games here. How about Old Dominion at Virginia? Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech week one. Can they beat Virginia and claim they're the best team in Virginia? Virginia is a nine and a half point favorite, but I'm. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech. If they beat Virginia, they can claim best team in Virginia. Um, I'd like to take this time to apologize to Appalachian State for not mentioning that game day. Is in town. That's. They kind of mess this up though. I get you want to go there. They get they just got a big win. It's a pretty campus. Like I'm all for going to these smaller schools. But. Well according to A&M. It's just in the mountains. (laughs) It's It's just just a school on a mountain. Yeah. Well I'm just looking at. Later on in the season. Appalachian State plays Coastal. They play Marshall, Georgia Southern. When they get in a conference play, it's going to be so much more entertaining, man. There, there is probably a better game to go to. Well, because you but... know, game day does this. If there's nowhere else to go, they're going to pick a small school. And I tell you right now, if A and M was sitting at two and zero right now, they'd be going. They'd to be Miami. in College Station on Saturday. Yeah, they'd be going to. They'd be because A and M would be somewhere around the top ten, if not in the top ten. Exactly. Just by the teams losing. And it, hey, there's not much you can say. Uh, you love to see game day go into a smaller school. It's huge. It puts them, hell, they're already on the map. You just beat sixth-ranked A&M. So it's impressive. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, it's, it just puts the smaller schools out there. It, and then game day, I don't I don't know how they their obligations are, how stuff like that works, but – just to go to a smaller school and give those that college and the players and everything the exposure they kind of deserve. It, it's big. All right, we go. We we want to tackle this beast now of the AP poll. AP poll, man. I think the biggest thing, biggest takeaway for me on this AP poll is I think we're both in agreement here. Alabama only falling to number two. I personally feel they should be further. Uh, top six really? is – I think mine is Texas losing and getting in there. I I think Texas looked good. Uh, you competed with a top-ranked team. I think Texas getting in is a good thing. Um, climbing in at 21, I, that's kind of pushing it for me. 24, 23 maybe. But you climb all the way in like that. Um, Top six is in the exact order. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, Oklahoma. It's your pretty normal top six there. Um, I want to know what your top six would be after two weeks. What what do you feel? 
right now. Yeah, where 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 would your top six be right now? If you were the if you were the one that one person decide the AP poll, what what would your top six be? All right, I'm good with the top five. It's Oklahoma and USC. I need to look at. It's definitely not Oklahoma State. Actually, I'm gonna look at Oklahoma State. I'll tell you. Hang on. Okay. So you're cool with Alabama being at number two then? Uh, not at number two. I'm cool with being in the top six. I think number okay four. Three. I was thinking three. Michigan three five. And looking at these schedules, I'll give Kentucky six. Okay. That's reasonable. I mean, if we're I looking mean, at oh, – let me give you my reasoning. So we got Oklahoma, UTEP, Kent State. Okay, USC, Rice beat Stanford on the road. That's, yeah. Oklahoma State, struggled against Central Michigan. Arizona State, kind of kind of close. But I'm looking at Kentucky here. They just went and beat the number 12 team on the road. True. I don't see – I mean, I'm Very taking true. playoff rankings into account here because if this is the playoff rankings, Kentucky is not number nine. No. They're top. They'd they're, be top, top six. Yeah, they'd be top six. Now, I, top six. Yeah. I personally, what my top six is kind of just the six teams that are there. I kind of agree with it. It's just the order that they fall in. Uh, I think the whole country is in agreement. Georgia is number one. Um, I would probably put Ohio State at two. Who are the nine people voting for Alabama at number one? Uh, I have no idea. They did not deserve number one after that. They but votes taken away. Yeah, I put Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Bama 3, Michigan at 4, and then I would swap Clemson and Oklahoma. Oklahoma would be 5, Clemson 6. Um, my reason being is I personally believe that Alabama would handle Michigan, Clemson, or Oklahoma with ease. Um, Ohio State and Georgia would give Alabama a fight right now. So if you base it on the fact that, okay, if these teams played, who would win the game? That's kind of how I did it. Alabama should probably be number three, and Ohio State should probably be number two. But maybe they're looking at it like Ohio State, you, you, you struggled with Notre Dame, and then Notre Dame lost to Marshall. And I hate using that whole theory of, well, they beat this team, so they can beat that. That's not how this shit works, but maybe that's how they looked at it. I, I don't understand the reasoning of Alabama being number two. And I'm an Alabama fan, and I disagree with that. Um, keep it rolling here. You you just touched on it. Kentucky at Florida, number twelve team gets a big win. They jumped to from twenty to nine. Um, Florida fell to eighteen. Yeah, I'm after looking that. over here at Notre Dame going from eight, eight to all the way out. Yeah, almost out. I mean, of, it's oh, they only had twenty three points. It's well deserved the, when you lose at home to Marshall by two scores, or was it? It might have just been one score. I don't really know what the final was. Um, I'll yeah, say Marshall's this over too, here four points shy of being in the top twenty five. I'll say this too about that Marshall Notre Dame game, and I don't know if you watched that last. The Notre Dame scored a touchdown with about ten seconds left to. They didn't get the onside kick, but they look—they were not in a hurry. 
it was paining me. It pained me to watch them. They were walking around, no hustle, no jumping on the ball, trying to go quick. It's like they had given up. That's embarrassing. So, like you said, they fall out of the they fall out of the top twenty five. There, that's a big drop. A and M, another big drop, six to twenty four. You can't lose at home to these teams, and that's that's basically what they're showing. Yeah, that's what they're showing. Um, Arkansas, they cracked into the top 10 right at number 10. They, they're looking really impressive. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, BYU up from 21 to 12. Um, big win at home against Baylor. They fell from 9 to 17. Yep. Um, all of this, I mean, it's mostly reasonable. The AP poll this week, the drops, um, and jumps are pretty, pretty reasonable. Um, Tennessee, after a big win at 17th ranked Pitt, they go up to 15 from 24. Pitt fell to 23. So they basically just swapped those two, which is just, in my opinion, how you should do it. Um, we already talked biggest drop. How was Notre Dame? They fell out completely. Uh, Oregon, they climbed back into the top 25. You know, they were the 11th ranked team, got yep, throttled by Georgia. Above Marshall. Um, yeah, and I, I think. Are we in agreement that Marshall has a better argument for that 25th spot? Because I think yeah, so. Yeah, because Oregon got trounced week one. Um, yeah, Oregon had no pulse against UGA, and uh, they play in a worse conference. Like, Marshall's in yeah, the Sun Belt. So there you go. That says it all right there. Uh, Penn State climbs in. They got to 22. They go to Auburn this weekend. So Auburn's welcoming them in a top 25 Penn State. Texas, we talked, you brought it up. Uh, they climbed in to 21, hard-fought loss. How, like you said, you went from unranked losing and then getting ranked. It's a little weird. Florida State probably deserves to be in this top 25 somewhere, um, and they're not there. Uh, maybe a win this week at, against Louisville and uh, some more. Definitely obviously, put them in there. Obviously, some ranked teams are going to lose because you have some more ranked matchups going on this weekend. Um, so Florida state will probably be in there Sunday afternoon when that comes out. Uh, but I think that does that cover the crazy weekend of college football and then the fun stuff we have coming up. Oh, good Lord. Yes, please. <laughs> hopefully, so much, so hopefully, much uh, this weekend coming up provides some more fun stuff. Cause I mean, it, it's fun to talk about. Whew. I mean, I, I feel like it's going to be a pretty quiet week overall. Obviously, there's some big tests I think out we there thought this weekend was going to be a quiet weekend. So, uh, I mean, true. Like, Alabama, we all thought Alabama was blowing Texas out. That didn't happen. You would have never thought Baylor loses to BYU. Notre Dame shouldn't have lost to Marshall. Texas A&M shouldn't have lost to App State. Should have been a very quiet weekend but it turned into a very fun weekend so um we'll see man. yeah there was another fun weekend for the nfl yeah Woo. it was what a fun week uh dolphins beat the, it off with the saints and falcons here yeah let's talk about dolphins no. and pats let's let's not let's not talk i don't want to talk about that game right off the bat dude don't make me do that <laughs> <laughs> dolphins pat Mac versus Tua, Bama product versus Bama product. What a boring game. 20 to 7. 
I think the most interesting thing in that game is a fan left their grill on in the parking lot and a bunch of cars caught on fire. I think that was that game. (laughs) Hey, at least something was on fire because neither offense was. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. We can talk about it. All right. Full disclosure. uh, When I went to take a nap, um, it was seven to three in the first quarter. I woke up in the fourth quarter and I saw it was 26 to 18. So I started looking back through my ESPN alerts and saw that the saints were down 26 to 10. So I'm over here shaking my head. I started right watching now. the game. I started watching the game. I'm like, good Lord, the Falcons are doing the thing. They're doing the thing. And by golly. Hey, I embrace it. I embrace it. Listen, I'm a Falcons fan, and when you love your team and you support your team, you just have to embrace stuff like that, man. It happens. It happens. Okay. Yeah, I'm just so happy. Jameis shouldn't happen that much. Jameis in the crunch. Jameis in crunch time. That man. I don't know who else you would want as your quarterback. Honestly, besides like a bunch of other ones, but Bryce Young, (laughs) Michael Thomas back. Yeah, just uh, – so a, I'm just going to say this. Good... The Falcons, I, I'm not disappointed. It sucks that you lose like that, but you didn't look bad. Um, I know the Saints have a lot of question marks, but I think a lot of questions got answered Sunday. Um, same thing with the Falcons. A lot of questions answered. You didn't come out and look flat. You looked like a football team. You just didn't have the fight to – like you said, Jameis in the, the clutch crunch time just – he shows up, man, and it showed. I don't know what your takeaway is. Way to go for the Saints, block that long kick there at the end. Hey, that would have been impressive for Koo if he makes that 60, was it 63 yarder? That would have been really. I'd say right there, when he was kicking it, I was just like, no way, no way, no way. Hey, Koo's <laughs> got the block. leg, man. Young Ho's got the leg. It's just, yeah, good good pressure from the Saints to get the block there. Um, what are your takeaways of the Saints? You feeling good? What, I know you had a lot of questions going into that. And I kind of just answered. Um, I, I said the Falcons. Well, like I, I had said, a lot of questions, but y'all got a new coach a lot, and everything. But I'm looking at the. Yeah, I'm looking at the receivers here, and we, we're looking pretty pretty solid. Jarvis yeah. in the lineup. Michael Thomas getting two tutties. I mean, I, I don't like know. I said, I like it. it. I like what I saw yeah. from, from I, I the like what I saw. Short amount of game I watched. I, I like what I saw minus losing when you're up that much because it seems to happen a lot for the Falcons. But We're not a didn't pretender. look bad. Put up put up points. Putting up 30 points in the NFL is not an easy task. So I know they didn't score 30, but they yeah, were right at it. So I'm just going to run through these because I know you don't watch all these games, and I didn't either. Niners beating or losing to the Bears. Didn't see that coming. I, I wouldn't have seen that coming. Um, Joe Burrow with a career day. Um, and Evan McPherson with a day. non-career day. Well, I'm saying Joe Burrow had a career day with his four interceptions. <laughs> and he did not. I did not. I did not know fight. he had four interceptions. That's crazy. Oh yeah, it was. This is a brutal game. Um, Bengals at the end had a chance to win it. Uh, PAT got and, blocked. 
I just I just mentioned time, it. I think both teams missed two field goals. McPherson with a non-career yeah, day there. Yeah, both teams miss. Yeah, so Steelers get the ball first overtime. Three and out. Bengals get the ball back. Miss a 29-yarder. And Steelers get the ball back. Miss a 55-yarder. Bengals punt. And eventually with 50... No, with zero seconds left. Thank goodness there wasn't a tie. There was a tie this weekend, but Steelers ended up coming away with the win. But well, that, yeah, that, tie, that tie is interesting because not a single AFC South team won, and the tie was two that face each other, <laughs> Colts-Texans. Yep, so the Jags lose. There's one. Colts and Texans tie. There's three. It's worth mentioning in that game. And the Titans uh, lose. Yeah, the Colts rallied. They scored 17 in the fourth to get it to OT, but couldn't carry any momentum into overtime. And obviously the Texans uh, just were nowhere to be found in the fourth quarter and beyond. So um, that that's an interesting stat, though. You, not a single FC South team wins, and two of them face each other. I don't think anybody would have guessed that no AFC South team would win or wouldn't win <laughs> with two of them facing each other. <laughs> Back to these, back to these kickers. Rodrigo Blakenship misses a forty-two order in overtime. He got released. And he has since been released. Yeah, yes. he got released. He was a, a great kicker at Georgia, uh, and then just Absolutely. one of those guys that could apparently just can't get it, couldn't get it going in the NFL. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I don't really keep up with players once they leave college. Um, here and there, yeah. But a lot of the kids that were good in college are not the ones that you are. I'll, I'll rephrase this. A lot of the ones that you don't hear about in college are the ones that you hear about in the NFL and then vice versa. The ones that you hear about a lot That's about true. in college, they don't do much in the NFL. So it, it's it's weird. Well, there's so much hype around them. Um, jumping here, Baker Mayfield playing the Browns. Uh <laughs> Are we surprised here? I, I'm gonna be and honest. He lost. I I'm surprised he lost. Um, tough loss, two point loss. Yeah. Uh, he did. Did he? I don't um, know. Kate York's stat. first game. Um, LSU kicker, by the way, first NFL game, fifty-eight yarder to win the game. Nice. Hey, not There's a bad game from Baker, though. 16 for 27, 235 yards, a, t- a touchdown and an interception. That's not bad. I thought he might have thrown like seven interceptions or um, something like that. We had the annual Aaron Rodgers bye week of week one. Because <laughs> this happened last year to Green Bay, too, when they played the Saints. They got absolutely embarrassed and then turned it around. So I would not even... I won't even say much about the Packers because I'm, I'm not worried that they'll get it together. But can we stop slandering Kirk Cousins, please? <laughs> I see a lot of slander about him, man. Another thing, Kirk Cousins has a weapon. That's Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I mean, this dude... He had six receptions for 158 in the first half. Let's just talk That's about just two. He he boldly he made a boldly statement bold statement before the season. 
his goal is to be the best receiver in the league. And man, man, uh, he's did he show he's it there? Yeah, that was impressive, man. Uh, real quick, Chiefs Cardinals Mahomes did the thing. Did yeah, Chargers close uh, win against the Raiders. Yeah, Thirty for thirty nine, five touchdowns. Yep. Chargers. Said the Raiders and Chargers. Yeah, Chargers beat the Raiders 24-19. Herbert threw three touchdown passes. I don't think anybody's surprised. Um, he went 26 for 34, 279. Three touchdowns, no interceptions. Very impressive showing from him. <sighs> I don't think either one of us want to talk about Detroit's it. And Detroit's still hurting. Yeah, Detroit's still hurting. I don't think either one of us wants to talk about it, but Bucks Cowboys 19 to 3. Dax out for a few weeks. Uh, hand surgery injury. I mean, there's the... not much to say about this game. This is no. This is the old dude versus the overrated dude. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Cowboys are annoying. Their fans are annoying. Yeah, I expected then... this to happen. Yep, yep, yep. Now well, I'm not impressed by out. Tampa Bay's offense. Tom Brady. No. Tom Brady says it's gonna be his last year. We'll allegedly. see. We'll see. Uh, Dak being down, I think hurts the Cowboys more than people think. Um. Monday night's game, I think, uh... Hey, we're skipping the Ravens and the Jets? Yeah, why would we talk about the Ravens and the Jets, man? Because Lamar Jackson is still not under Lamar contract Jackson things? No, he's not under contract for next year. They did fail to get an extension. Oh, well, dude, he's doing Lamar Jackson things, 17 for 30. I don't think he wants to stay there because they no. offered him a five-year, $250 million. I mean, uh, personally, there's going to be a lot of teams looking for a quarterback next year. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah, now we can talk about it. All right, so Monday night. Um, Ken, I just want to – I think the yeah. biggest takeaway from Monday night's game, they booed Russell Wilson. Yeah, this is the man that brought you the Super Bowl. Ah, just he—he he should have had a tribute video standing over. I also, and you booed him. And unfortunately, I want after hearing and seeing that, I wanted to see Russell Wilson get the win. Broncos could not pull it out. Um, yeah, well, the Broncos paid him all this money, extended him, and all, did all this, and they put the ball in the kickers on the special teams. Yeah, well, on fourth and five, they don't get the they don't let Russell Wilson exactly, I, and they they let their kick try a sixty four yard. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, that not smart, but <sighs> hindsight's always twenty twenty, man. It's tomorrow night though, Chargers <sighs> Chiefs gonna be a good game. Uh, yeah, we record on Wednesdays. These aren't pre recorded before or right after the weekend. Nope, uh, we record anyways. on Wednesdays. We record on Wednesdays because it's the best time uh, to record. Yeah. Chargers at Chiefs could be really, really, really good game. It could be. It's sh- well, we say could. It should be. Uh, you're looking at a young superstar. Well, really, that's a Pat Mahomes is still a young superstar as hell. Uh, so two two solid quarterbacks. So we'll see uh, tomorrow night. Chiefs are. I don't like doing lines, and NFL Chiefs are a four-point favorite at home. Oh, no, me uh, neither. Uh, over-unders 54. We could talk about that. I could see this hitting the over pretty hard. 
Sorry, I was reading something about the NFL. Um, no, yeah, I'm just gonna run through these. I mean, I don't really want. I I was uh, just kind of picking down. That's a big game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think uh, we Tampa should Bay, just... New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, I think New Orleans wins that. Tom Brady can't beat the Saints. So <laughs> Falcons bounce it back though. Give it, give it. Pound the money. Pound the money the on the Falcons bouncing back. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I respect you. I don't think so. I hope so, but I don't think so. I Bengals bouncing so. back. Bengals should bounce back. Bengals should have won the week one game. Um, so I think they'll bounce back. They've got the Cowboys without Dak. Uh, I think it's given Bengals will win that game. Uh, they do got to go play at Dallas. But, again, without Dak, I don't Correct. think Dallas is much of a threat. So, um, Cincinnati should win that game and bounce back pretty – I mean, it should be pretty yep. easy. Uh, Green Bay is going to be looking to bounce back, too, against the Bears. Don't let Joe Burrow Cincinnati. throw four interceptions and the Bengals are 1-0. And, yeah, Green Bay going to play the Bears, man. They'll bounce back. They're at home. Doubleheader Monday night. Yeah, they're at home, so um, Packers will bounce back. Titans, Bills, Bills. I think they're gonna they're gonna pound Tennessee. Good luck. Yeah, good, good luck. luck. Good luck, Tennessee. Titans. Good luck. Uh, Vikings, uh, Eagles. I think is a better game than people think. Yeah, well, I like Vikings right now. Robert Kirk Cousins, Robert JJ, J Jets. Yeah, at Philly. You know, Philly got AJ Brown. Um, we'll see. But I think I'll lean towards Minnesota as well. Because like you said, we need to stop this Kirk Cousins slander. He's like, in my opinion, he's like Derek Carr. He doesn't yeah. doesn't make a lot of noise, but he can he can play when he needs to. Um, but yeah, we obviously, you can tell, we spend a lot more time on college football than we do NFL. NFL's not fun yet. Wait till playoff pictures start coming up. Um, and then that kind of leads us into the next next topic here. Um, MLB, yep. we're going to kind of fly by this. We have some teams that have clinched. Uh, yeah, the Dodgers, and NLS by teams, champs. I mean team. Yeah, they NLS champs for the ninth time in ten seasons. Just kind of a dominant stretch for them. Nobody's Must be nice really to play surprised. that division. Yeah, nobody, nobody's just surprised, I don't think. Um, I also have a handful of teams getting eliminated here. Yeah, and then I, I want to touch on the Astros. They're up 12 and a half games in the AL West, so they'll probably be clinching so soon. More I don't or know less what their magic number up. is. Yeah. Um, uh, Cardinals are pulling away in the NL the Central. Cardinals locking it yeah, up. they're pulling away in the Central. Um, the NL East and the AL Central are probably the two more interesting um, Braves and Mets in the NL East, they're kind of on a collision course here for that last three-game series. I think that's going to determine your NL East champion. Um, and then the AL Central, the Guardians, the White Sox, and the Twins are all battling there. Uh, I think they're all within, like, five games of each other, so that's that's pretty interesting. I'm pulling up yeah, the standings. Looking so at I, the wild yeah, card here, Braves more or less, unless they – lose every game Braves more or less have locked up playoffs yeah I think 
they're they're a lock for the playoffs. Um, and then just to finish out the AL East, the Yankees, everyone knows they're skidding. They're trying to get heated back up. They're up six games. Um, I'm not sure what the magic numbers here for these teams are. Uh, well, but I think right he- now up, I'm looking at the Cubs-Mets right now. Cubs up 6-0. Mets trying to avoid the sweep, which Braves <sighs> need since we lost today. Yeah, and it seems the the Mets are skidding, and I think as Braves fans, the joke we make is the Mets are metting, right? <laughs> they tend to do this every year. Yeah, so, I mean, the Mets lose this. It's back to being tied, so. Would it? Or it'll be back to half. It'll back be back half. at, yeah, because the Braves didn't win today. It was half going yeah, into today. Half. Braves lose. Hey, Braves got a series with the Phillies. And I think the Mets are playing the Pirates. So, pretty similar competition for the two teams there. Um, Maybe the Mets come back against the Cubs. We hope not. But anything can happen in baseball. I think getting swept by the Cubs is not a good look at the uh, middle of September here. Not a great look, no. Um... But that's all we're going to talk about with the MLB. It's oh, well, I got a fun fact, and it kind of it, it's going to be since we do it every week. Our question it ties into our question of the week. Um, this is not a true statement. I don't want to get roasted for this, but it's just a funny joke. But in the Angels' last eight games, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout have combined to hit 31 home runs with 97 ribbies. The Angels are 0 17 during that stretch. It's funny. It's funny. Our question now, if you're the Angels, if you're the Angels upper management, would you be, would you trade Shohei and Mike to give them a chance and to rebuild around somebody else? Well, I'll tell you right now, they're wasting their careers away. Especially, they are. I agree. I personally, if I was, um, upper management or however you want to call it of the angels, I would pull those two in and be like, Hey, we're going to get you out of here. Let them kind of just shop the market a little bit. So that's kind of our question this week is if you were upper management of the angels, what would you do? Why are you holding on to them? Why are you kind of forcing them to stay in? In here, I would just trade them, man. Just honestly, yeah. Clean, clean house, get young prospects, cause it's yes. Because here it is, the Angels are going to finish under 500 for the seventh year in a row. That is the longest active streak in the MLB, and that is crazy when you have Shohei and Mike Trout on your team. You can't have that kind of talent. It was also crazy that they were the hottest team this year at one point. They were, and now you have under like 500 for the seventh year in a row, and. That, that's why I wanted to tie that in and ask that question because Mike Trout, he specifically more towards Otani here, Mike Trout, his prime is kind of going. Um, like you mentioned, they're kind of wasting their careers there. So I just – what would you guys do if you were the front office of the Angels? Yep, DMs are open. So, All final right, dude. topic here. Final topic. Tell me about NASCAR. You know I'm not NASCAR. Fill me in. 
Bubba Wallace gets his second career win, and the white people are mad. Jesus. <laughs> well. But not me. I'm happy. I, yeah, playoff picture, we got Christopher Bell locked up in the next round. Um, well, uh, You could probably, these tops, top eight drivers, top nine drivers here that I sent you, um, they're, they're more or less a lock for okay. the round of 12. Where's my boy? You got your boy at the bottom here, Austin. Both Dillon. my boys. He's in 14th. He need, he's Austin three points Dillon down. and Kyle Busch. I need you. I need them two to figure it out, dude. Go faster on the track or something. Oh, they just need some points. There you go. What are they doing? Yeah. So Bubba Wallace Speed gets a second career win. I love it. Where is Bubba Wallace, Bubba Wallace in these he's rankings? Is he not in this? Oh, he's not in the playoffs now. Oh, so he's ruining other people by winning. Didn't. Very cool. Yeah. But he's he's in the owner's championship playoffs. So. Okay. So there's a lot. Okay. That's just a whole different So That's yeah, your NASCAR update. So is this enjoy. Saturday, is that the last race for the round of 16? This is, is the cutoff race. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this is the last. So, okay. So next week, next week's episode, we'll have the top 12, right? We'll give you wow. top 12. We'll break down Bristol. We said our question of the week. Um, thank you guys for listening. Dylan, you got anything? Um, no, thank you guys for listening. Um, it means a lot to us, even if it's only a few. So thank you guys. Yeah, just know we're not going to forget where we came from in three, four, seven years when we're big. <laughs> All right. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.